Welcome back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host. I hope you are having a good Thursday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to this. Hope it's a good one. I had a dumb fucking moment this morning, last night. So I was in bed and I was laying down. I was kind of like in that weird state of like half asleep, half awake state of mind and I was laying down like on my stomach and I don't I have like a full-size bed so it's a decent size and I was laying on my stomach my head's down and I can feel like my toes start to like creep over the edge of the bed and in my head I'm like am I getting taller but then I like put my arms up and I'm just further away from the headboard so I thought I was getting taller but realistically I just slid down the bed a little bit more and I'm like ah that checks out why would I be getting any taller but not to say that I'm not satisfied with my height but I just thought that was funny because I'm like oh man this is happening I'm getting my last little growth spurt before I ever turn 25 and it's like no I'm just I have slid down the bed a little bit more and it's fine I didn't want to be that much taller anyways. I'm fine being five foot six-ish for the rest of my life. But I just thought that was funny. It's been a decent week. Went to therapy yesterday and it was good. It was a good session. Got some weight out lifted off my off my shoulders and I've had the realization where I'm one of those people where Whenever something remotely goes wrong, I immediately look towards myself to be like, why did I mess up? What could I have done wrong? What could I have done to prevent this? Where in in reality, it's like some things are just completely out of my control. So love that for me, but it was a good session. Talked about some ways to work through those intrusive thoughts that are driving my anxiety and really just being able to, you know, the way she put it was to give Noah empathy and forgiveness and space to just be when, you know, not everything is going to be necessarily about me for better or for worse. So that was a good session, good little epiphany, if you will, and something I will work on, continue to work on, gladly work on, because uh, I don't like feeling that way. So let's talk about this week's episode. Today, we're going to be diving into some questions and answers posted on the old gram. You can follow me if you aren't already, Noah Austin Hill on Instagram, what I've been uh, posting on there. Sometimes I'll do a little Q&A or ask for advice. And it was good and had a decent turnout in terms of responses. Thank you to everyone who took the time out of their day to ask a question, make a comment, or ask for advice. I really appreciate it. Your support means the absolute world to me. So let us... Da- oh, actually, before we get into it, I want to talk about this amazing burrito that I made. I had this whole setup. I literally started cooking dinner probably at like 2 p.m. because I had to go to the grocery store and get everything. And for me, when I'm going to do 
like burritos or pasta or something like really proper, like not like the fast and easy way, but the more intricate and complex way, I go all in. So here's what happened. I got all the groceries, got home, made a little lunch, and then I just got to cooking right away. So here is what I made. I took some dried guajillo chilies, dry toasted them in a pan so they had some good color and released those aromatics, soaked them in about a half a cup of hot water so they could steep, make a little tea spice, if you will. While that was going I in the oven, I cut up half a red onion into just like quarters, and then I cut a jalapeno in half along with half a red bell pepper, seasoned those with a little bit of oil, salt, pepper, let those char in there so they got nice and soft. Not like burnt and, you know, hard, but like like a good, some good color on there and they're translucent. Once that was done, I threw those in a blender with the dried soaking peppers and their soaking liquid. To that, I added salt, pepper, like a quarter of a lime, and then cumin, smoked paprika, and then some raw crushed garlic. I think I did about two medium-sized cloves and blended all that up until it was emulsified in this ooh-so-smooth spice paste. Poured that over a flank steak, put that in the fridge, let it marinate. From there, I cut up all the rest of my vegetables and things I needed to prepare. I I don't know what you would call it, but I cut the other half of the red onion into moon, like half moon crescent shapes. There's a proper term for it, but I'm blanking out on it. And then I cut the other half of the red bell pepper into strips. And the other half of the jalapeno diced into a nice fine dice. Fine cut, chopped about a maybe quarter cup, third cup of cilantro. And then cut up my limes. Put on about two cups of rice in the rice cooker, cook that, and then once it was done cooking, transferred it to a mixing bowl where I added, let's see, probably two and a half limes and that cut cilantro, which was phenomenal. From there, I added a little bit of like butter because it helps it because when rice, white rice, like jasmine rice tends to cool down, it can get kind of dry and almost tacky like where it just kind of falls apart so if you add something that's you know a little bit more oil based it helps it to keep together you know when you refrigerate it and not just crumble but if you're making fried rice you want that dried outness so it can toast i'm getting sidetracked all that was prepped so then to the grill medium medium high heat turned on got the grill nice and hot and then I got the fajitas going in a cast iron on the stove inside. So, took the steak, put it on the grill, seared it aggressively, both sides, about four minutes, and then one last turn after that last four minutes for maybe two minutes. And then I had the fajitas going on medium heat inside. I didn't want to cook them too much because I didn't want it to be like, you know, mush. I wanted it to still have the nice little texture crunch to it. And then to the fajitas, I added three cloves of fresh crushed garlic at the very end. So then it would toast and add that fresh garlic flavor to those vegetables because it just tastes oh so good. 
let the steak rest for about 10 minutes. And then I toasted up two tortillas, flour tortillas, and made sure they got some nice colors so they're pliable, malleable, easy to, to roll. And then it's assembly time. You're going to take your flank steak, you're going to cut it and almost like fine chop it, almost dice it so that you have little like, you know, street taco bite-sized pieces. Then you lay down a bed of rice in your t- tortilla, followed by your fajitas and then a good spoonful of your flank steak. Roll that bad boy up. If you're feeling frisky, you can toast that bad boy in a cast iron. Chef's kiss. Oh, so tasty. Highly recommend it. You know, with the weather getting much toastier here in Washington State, it's grilling season. Pop a hill at the grill. Here we go. And then I paired that with a guava goddess kombucha from GT or Synergy. I forget the name of it, but guava goddess, chef's kiss. It was a great way to end my night an extremely long day and a rough week. So if you're in the mood for it, please, by all means, try them out. Let me know your thoughts. Either DM me or send me an email at the podcast, gettingalongpod at gmail.com. would love to hear your thoughts on it. So with all that being said, let's talk about today's topic, Q&A slash advice. Let's dive into it. I think this is my fourth or fifth Q&A for getting along which is great. I love doing these. I used to kind of just do them when I would run out of ideas, but it's nice to engage with the community, get to know one of you guys, you know, and really just connect more than just me being over here on this side of it and you're over here just kind of listening and watching. It's a good way to kind of, sorry, just totally hit the mic. It's a good way to kind of just bridge the gap in my opinion. So let's start with the First question, keeping these relatively anonymous unless they sign their name. So here we go. First question, do you have any advice on maintaining high school friendships post-graduation? So this is a great question and it's also a little bit tricky because when you're in high school, you really like... You guys grow up together. You may have gone to the same middle school or even elementary school together or grew up in the same neighborhood and just got really used to seeing each other every day, talking every day, passing each other in the hallway, whatever it may be. You're just used to being around each other on a regular basis. So post-graduation, it depends on everybody's plans post-high school. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to this. But it's very doable, you know, it's not, obviously, you're going to have some of those friendships where they just fade, and, you know, you lose the connection, but, you know, there are other times that they may not happen. So here's what I can speak to you on from my personal experience of maintaining friendships outside of high school. My buddy Juan, he's in the Marines, and did, you know, four years active, and he's going to do four years reserve Something that I thought was incredibly helpful for the two of us was way back when we were still in high school, we kind of had a conversation about, you know, where our lives are going to go. I was going to be going to UW at the time, and he was enlisted in the Marines, and we talked about, like, how we're going to miss each other, and we're going to miss being able to talk every day, or... We're going to miss seeing each other in the hallway or miss 
those inside jokes we would have. So we made a bit, kind of talked about our expectations of it, and we both knew that no matter what happened, it wouldn't change our friendship unless we had a really bad falling out or whatever it may be. So we both kind of aligned our expectations in the sense that, yeah, we're not going to talk every day or as often as we used to, but we're still going to be friends and we're still going to be here for one another because we love and care for each other that much, you know? And then it also goes to say that it takes two people to make it work out with any sort of relationship. You have to want to continue growing and developing that relationship. Callback to last episode, if you listen to it. So just keep that in mind and understand that you may drift apart here and there and kind of go back and forth between talking and not talking on a regular basis. But as long as you guys understand that you will still be there for each other and still love on one another, that's all that really matters. You know, he's been there for me during, you know, bad breakups or whenever I need advice on anything and he'll still wish me happy birthday, call me on Christmas, whatever it may be. And I'll do the same for him. But even though we don't talk on a regular basis, we know that we're there for each other and that's what matters. So keep that in mind. Just understand that, yeah, you may have periods where you're not talking as often as you used to, but the friendship, the relationship will still be there no matter where you guys end up in life because that's what really matters at the end of the day. So thank you for that question and I appreciate you you know, being vulnerable and honest and asking me my thoughts on that. I really appreciate that. I kind of wish someone would have sat me down and talked to me about that when I was graduating. So, thank you. Moving on. Let's see here. Who's the next guest going to be on the pod? That is a great question. Uh, Nobody, as of right now. As of right now, it's just me and... But I'd love to have people on. So that's a great segue to this next question that kind of go back to back is who would be some guests you'd love to have on the podcast. I've talked about this a little bit beforehand, but I've also talked about it on two by 35. If you haven't checked that out, please check it out. It's me and my buddy Connor shooting the shit, talking about life, sharing stories. It's a great time. So I would love to have Ali Makovsky on the podcast. She's a stand-up comedian. Saw her live in Seattle. It was a great time. I would love to have Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, anybody in that, in the comedy scene really would be really great. But outside of that, I think it would be really cool to have, it's a long shot by, you know, by a lot. It's literally trying to shoot to the moon through a tiny pinhole and a needle through the haystack. Bad metaphor, but you know what I'm trying to say. I think it'd be cool to have Wes Anderson on you know, and just talk about film, his thought process for filmmaking and why he frames things a certain way and where he draws inspiration from because he has a very unique look and feel to his films that make it his films, obviously. So that would be super cool. Andrew Huberman would be really cool to have on here. I'm really into science and he's all about using science to better our lifestyle and way of living. So that would be really sick to have Andrew Huberman on. But I'm just a young man from, you know, the Tacoma area who does this podcast. So that's a long shot, but I do think that'd be really cool to have 
those people on there. Taylor Tomlinson, obviously, would be great to have on here. I'm going to maybe go through my following list to see. Trevor Wallace, Michael Blastine, that'd be super cool. Some fellow photographers, I'd, I think it'd be really great to have on here. You know, people in my circle would are always welcome on here. So that'd be really cool. But in terms of outside of that, those are who I would love to have on the podcast. But as of right now, no one is scheduled to be on here anytime in the near future as of right now when I'm recording this. So we will see. Only time will tell. Someone asked, where do you pull inspiration for your ideas for these episodes? Sorry, I don't know why I had a stroke just reading that. (laughs) But that's a great question. You know, I really just pull from where I'm at in life. What am I doing? Who am I with? Where's my headspace at? You know, and if you notice, I really start off every episode with a bit of a synopsis of what's been going on in my life. And it's great. So... It's a great way to connect with you guys, but I really just look at what's been going on in my life. Maybe I'm reading something or I've watched something that really spoke to me and I'll give my kind of thought process on it and break it down. But that's truly where I I draw inspiration from. But in a bit more of a cheater's way, I also draw inspiration from other podcasts, you know, like Stiff Socks, Two Bears, Your Mom's House, The Joe Rogan Experience, Arresting Bitch with Ali Makovsky, Sat in the City with Taylor Tomlins, and very much more comedy-centered podcasts, but that's really where I pull inspiration from, or Huberman Lab. That's where I pull inspiration from. I kind of look at what they're doing, or they might talk about a topic, and then I could be like, oh, maybe I can talk about that on my podcast and my experience, or give my thoughts on certain things that people can hear out if they're open to it. So that's where I draw inspiration from. Thank you for asking that. Up next, someone asked, not a question, but I saw you at the Tacoma Comedy Club and loved your set. Thank you so much. That truly does mean the world to me as someone who is very green to the comedy scene, but I appreciate that. Next time, if if I'm performing, feel free to come up, say hi. Love to connect. Love to meet y'all. I've only met probably a handful of people who listen to this and that was in portland i think like jesus two two years ago now but thanks for coming out i hope you liked it hope you had a good time tacoma comedy club's great the other open micers were great i had kira hillman on here if you listen to that haven't listened to that episode please check it out had a great conversation with her about our writing processes up next someone asked how do you get out of a depressive rut or anxiety rut That is kind of tough because I was in the thick of it for the longest time and was really trying to find my footing again in terms of enjoying the mundane. So I'm going to keep this very brief, but long story short, I recently went through a breakup, newly single, and you know, with any breakup, for the most part, they they can sting and it takes you a while to heal from them. But something that I found incredibly helpful was to be active. And that's so cliche, I'm sorry, but that's what's worked for me is to be active, whether it be socializing with the people you love and care for, or just 
going out for a walk. For me, it was going out to the gym for like two hours a day in the morning at like five or 6 a.m. and working out for two hours, showering and then moving on with my day. Because I would feel better about myself and I would be able to blow off some steam in a healthy manner. If you know me personally or have listened to previous podcast episodes, you'll know that during like years ago, I went through a bad breakup and had a a really big struggle with alcoholism. And I was drinking to try and run away from how I felt or dealing with what was going on in my life. And I'm at a point now where I understand that no, no amount of alcohol, no amount of substances will fill that void of emptiness, brokenness, how you're feeling, because it's not going to go away the minute the high comes down or the minute you get sober or the minute whatever it is is done, it's still going to be there and you're only going to be left with yourself. So not running away from it and acknowledging how you feel in the moment and then maybe reflecting and planning on, okay, I feel this way. I don't want to feel this way, but I'm going to feel this way for today, right now. And then maybe I'll come up with a game plan to to move forward, to stay, you know, active, to, you know, work on myself. Because it's easier said than done. It is so much easier to just sulk and just be depressed and not do anything about it and spiral, you know, into addiction or spiral and isolate. So being able to cliche, easier said than done, but to to keep going when you're having those moments of downtime, you're having those moments of just, oh man, another day. You know, I can understand because I'm very much someone who loves doing the mundane and loves having a companion and it can be challenging to do it by yourself again for all intents and purposes, you know, excuse me. So just being able to keep going, cliche, time heals all wounds. I know easier said than done. So just be mindful and be kind to yourself the way, you know, you would be kind to a sibling or a close friend, you know, it's okay to have those days, but at the same time, you know, baby steps to work your way out of them. Can't run a marathon, you know, in one day, or bad metaphor. Can't eat an elephant in one bite. Got to do it one bite at a time. So baby steps. Baby step your way into getting out of there. And then, in my experience, the more you do it and create a system for getting out of there, the the easier it gets. In air quotes, you know, obviously there are going to be things that you can't avoid or they're going to be catastrophic to your life or very traumatic, and it's going to take way longer to get out of those. But just be patient with yourself and be loving and kind because you wouldn't be that way. You know, you wouldn't be super rude or hard on yourself or sorry, hard on a friend who is feeling the way you may be possibly feeling. So just be mindful, be open, be kind and gentle. So thank you for asking that. That's my two cents on that. I hope you find it helpful. Someone wrote in, when slash where's your next open mic? Man, where do I begin on that one? That's a bit of a loaded question. So been in a bit of a, uh, not a very performance 
oriented headspace and mainly just been introspective and focusing on getting me better. Not to say that I don't love being on stage and I don't love making people laugh, but I don't think that's really, you know, at the forefront of my mind right now. But if and when I sign up for another open mic, you will be one of the first people to know about it because I always announce it on the podcast. So we'll see. Could be at, you know, Bob's Bar or it could be at the Tacoma Comedy Club or anywhere, really. We'll see. I have a couple new bits I think I want to work on. The avocado toast bit, I think I would definitely want to flesh out, and that might be the next material I tell. We'll see, but thank you for being so interested in that aspect of my life. That truly means the world to me. All right, so let us dive into a an email that someone wrote in. Let me go through and pull it up. So here we go. Someone wrote in, hi Noah, my name is Crystal and I am about to turn 24. Happy birthday to you. And I'm looking for ways to celebrate. I don't want to do something too extravagant and money is a little bit tight right now. So I'm curious, do you have any ideas for for my birthday. Sorry, this laptop is being a little bit loud right now. So thank you for writing in that. I appreciate it. If you or would like to ask for advice or share a story, please feel free to email the podcast, gettingalongpod at gmail.com. We'd love to read it and connect with you guys. So with that being said, for me, I'm someone who is very hot and cold. I'm someone who likes going out and having a grand old time with my friends, drinking or, you know, playing board games or whatever it may be. So I can I can see the appeal of a socially oriented birthday or if you're a little more introverted, then I can definitely see the appeal of just wanting to do like a solo date night or whatever it may be. So... She didn't write where she was from, but let me give you a couple ideas for how I might celebrate. So, for one, if you want to do something with friends, family, whatever it may be, here's an idea. I'm always going to recommend this no matter what, but I do believe it's a a great way to bond and connect with people. Rent out like an Airbnb, whether it be in your hometown, out of town, staycation, or you know, the next state over, or you're making it a full-blown trip, that can be really fun, you know, split the cost with everybody who's going, and have a great time. I mean, I've talked about it a handful of times on the here, but a couple years ago, I did two trips to Leavenworth for my 20th and 21st birthday. Yeah, I went to Leavenworth with some of my close friends. We Rented out a beautiful log cabin Airbnb, sat by the bonfire all day, smoked some cigars, had a couple beers, went out around town to go shopping. It was great. So that was a good idea. That's an idea, I should say. And it was pretty low cost. I think it was probably less than a hundred bucks maybe per person for the Airbnb, given it depends on how many people are going, you know, and you know, just gas and food, 
you can spend as much or as little as you would like. Or if you just want to make it like an overnight trip, make it that, you know, so that's a, an idea. Or if you just want to go out to a nice restaurant, that's an idea. Or just a restaurant, that's an idea. It just costs a meal and gas. Or if you're really, you know, on a little bit more of a budget, here is something I enjoy doing. Depending on the weather, go to the lake or the beach and just make a day out of it. All it costs is gas and food, you know, and you can even cook stuff ahead of time so that way you don't have to spend an astronomical amount on food, enjoy great scenery, and have a great time. You know, swim out in the water, paddleboard, wakeboard, go on a boat, whatever resources you got available to you. Now, on the flip side, if you're a little more introverted and you want to do something more low-key, here is what I would do if this were me. So, for one, if you really are just, you know, don't want to do anything, but you want to do a little something, here's something you can do. You can... Just binge watch your favorite TV show or have a movie marathon. Get some of your favorite snacks or cook like a very intricate meal if you feel like it. And just have at it. Have a lazy day. Spend it however you'd like. You know, binge drink some Olipops or kombuchas. That's what I would do, definitely. Have all the ice cream and candy. And just make it like a really fucking chill, lazy day. You know, I've had a couple of those not necessarily for an occasion, but I've planned them out and they're really fun. You know, you're in control of your day really. And it's great. You can just sit around in your underwear all day, sipping on coffee, sipping on whatever, having snacks, your favorite snacks. It's great. Order takeout if you feel like it, DoorDash or Uber Eats something, whatever floats your boat. Now, if you want to do something a little more involved, I would say, similar boat you could take a solo trip somewhere when in 2021 around july august ish i went to getaway house and if you don't aren't familiar with that is it's a company that has these tiny homes essentially kind of out in nature and you don't have cell service and you just get to really be immersed in nature and like truly alone so if you're someone who has a bit more anxiety or you know, gets uncomfortable with the thought of being alone or whatever. Maybe this may not be for you, but I found it incredibly great because I got to really reflect on my past and also plan for my future because I didn't have all these distractions. I found it very beneficial. You know, you can have a bonfire or two, cook some stuff. can be a great time. I do recommend, though, if you are going to do that, to plan a little bit for food because if you have to drive into town for something, it's probably going to be like an hour and a half drive to town because they try to make those a little more isolated. Air quotes are around people, but a little more isolated so that way you get to enjoy yourself. So that's a thought. Or, you know, do a hike by yourself. That's really great. I've done solo dates by myself. I've talked about it here before where I'll go out to my favorite brunch spot and order my favorite meal have a great time, get a new coffee shop, go thrifting by myself. It can be a good time. So happy birthday, you know, hope you have a great day. Maybe write in an update about it if you're up for it. But thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to write that. And thank you for being a listener. So thank you to everybody who wrote in questions, asked for advice, or just made comments. That really means the world to me. With all that being said, let us close out this 
episode. So, my journal prompt for you guys, I didn't write this one down, so it's going to have to come to me here in a second, but my journal prompt for you guys is going to be, what do you want to work on on yourself? It's a very prevalent topic for me since I just went to therapy, you know, the other day, so talk about what you'd like to work on. Is it are you a people pleaser? You're bending over backwards for people constantly? Or is it, hey, I need to be more kind to myself and more patient with myself like I am with other people, but I, for some reason, can't be that way with myself? So what do you want to work on for yourself? And make sure it's something actionable. Don't be like, oh, I want to be a better person. Like, Be a little more fucking specific, you know what I mean? Don't just be like, I want to have a good year. Specific. I feel like it makes it more actionable, more doable, and you're more inclined to do it because it's doable. So, what do you want to work on on yourself? My recommendation for this episode is going to be Taylor Tomlinson's Look at You because I was having a rough week the other week and I just binge-watched all my favorite comedians to feel more more like I had company and laugh, you know, even if I wasn't really in a laughing mood, I still was able to laugh and have a good time. Taylor Thompson, look at you, that has gotten me through some very tough times and I'm incredibly grateful for it. So Taylor, if you're listening to this, thank you for all the great comedy you do. Uh, it's gotten me through a lot. I doubt she's listening to this, but I'll shout her out anyways. Taylor Thompson, look at you. Maybe a second recommendation I'll make is Ali Makovsky. Just type her in on YouTube. You can watch some of her stand-up bits or listen to her podcast, Resting Bitch Pod. It's a good time. She's very low-key, down-to-earth, dry sense of humor like myself. So with all that being said, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Noah Austin Hill on Instagram. If you are interested in my photography at all, follow me on Instagram, Noah Hill Photography. And if you have a question story to share or would like some advice that you would like me to share on this podcast feel free to reach out getting along pod at gmail.com i appreciate you guys so much please like rate subscribe all the things wherever you get podcasts it really helps me grow this audience and this community means the world to me i hope you guys have a great rest of your morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening to this I love you guys so much. I will talk to you in the next episode. Goodbye.